0: Thank you so much for joining us on the King's Crowd Startup Investor Podcast. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, Josh, who is the founder and CEO of Fundify. Uh, I am very excited to have this conversation with Josh. Uh, He has a pretty incredible background uh, prior to launching Fundify, which is one of the newest platforms in the regulation crowdfunding market. So with that, Josh, thanks so much for joining us today. Really happy to have you here. Hi there, Chris. Good to be here. Excellent. So Josh, you know, you and I met a few years ago and I was fascinated by your background and everything that you've done in your career. Would you mind just kind of getting people up to speed a little bit on uh,
1: on what it is you've done in your career up to this point? Sure. I I founded art.com and, and built that business, bootstrapped it uh, back in 1995. Uh, started it with $35,000 and we built it into... I think in 2002, it was uh, Inc. Magazine's number two fastest growing company in the nation. Uh, we really bootstrapped and took care of the, uh, kind of took advantage of the internet, right? And what was happening, uh, built upon all that um, lifetime, the business did, uh, I think, satisfy 23 million paying customers and did somewhere uh, just shy of 3 billion in sales. We're really excited about, um, about that opportunity, what we built there and what was happening. And then also... Uh through the past decade or so, I've made 41 now startup investments and, and uh, through that have not only had I seen through art.com the challenges of raising capital as an entrepreneur, but also I then learned the challenges of deploying capital as an investor and then learning about the Jobs Act and the ability to now allow everyday investors to put money in and capital into uh, perhaps the next Uber, right, or whatever's coming out that you can get in early at these great startups. Um, uh, that's where it led me into a place of starting Fundify in order to build a marketplace to help, uh, to help individuals uh, deploy their capital and to get exposure into this asset class of seed stage, early stage startup investing.
0: Now, before we uh, hop in here, and, and thank you for the background, 23 million customers served um survived the dot-com boom sounds like you didn't raise very much money um, and built an incredibly successful business can you tell us a bit about you know what you learned during that experience there are so many companies that you know they raise a ton of capital and they basically burn it and it goes nowhere so can you tell us about kind of the business learnings uh you had from building such an incredible company
1: well, we were fortunate that, uh, yeah, in the early days, at least for the first decade, we hadn't raised a dollar. And, uh, and we had to do that through the old school method of, you know, uh, selling something for more than you spend to get it and to, to work. It. And so uh, in doing that, we continued to build the business and hire more people and build more staff. And we made smart decisions. We were, um, along the way, we were very careful about potentially fatal decisions, uh, making sure that we didn't make any of those. We were fortunate that we didn't, at least early on, you know, we kind of like were really careful about all of that and, uh, and built a business that, um, you know, that ultimately uh, worked on making sure the customers were happy and that they got in, in that model, uh, it was important to make sure that we had a superior selection, especially in the early days, uh, much like Amazon had a um, kind of superior selection of books, Uh, then if you walked into a bookstore, we kind of worked that way where we wanted to have, um, posters, prints, custom framed artwork. Uh, we wanted to have everything and anything that you might want for your walls, Uh, whether you be a college kid looking for your dorm walls or someone for your home, uh, something maybe nicer for your home. We wanted to supply that. And by doing that, you ended up becoming this place where consumers could go and get what they wanted, no matter what it might be. And uh, so we focused really on the needs of our customers, and that's how you know, we eventually fulfilled all those customer demand, all those needs.
0: I can't tell you how cool it is to talk to a founder who built a company during the dot-com boom and bust, didn't raise a dollar, and survived to tell the stories. Um, so very, very interesting, and I, I appreciate the insights. Um, so if we could hop into Fundify here, You hear about the JOBS Act, you're helping to fund companies, but seeing that challenge with getting companies funded and and how they spend that money. So can you tell us a little bit about what you hope to accomplish with the Fundify platform?
1: Well, really, I I think what has happened in in the years of past is since the 1933 Securities Act was enacted, is that... um, that was enacted in a way where we were meant to protect individuals from making bad investments, and and the negative to that became that the those same individuals were precluded from in, being in uh, being able to invest in in opportunities also, uh, and so rather than try to go after the fraud, they they tried to build a system and regulated it in a way that really turned into something really negative because um, big. Private equity groups, big hedge funds were created to invest in the alternative asset class of privately held companies, and they made fortunes on it way you know the percent the annual returns of those hedge funds and, and, and portfolios that that were being built, is far greater than the returns of the average companies on the publicly traded markets. And so. We wanted to, you know, we want now with the new laws that have started to come out and the technology now finally being in a place where you could leverage that, we wanted to offer that to everybody that's out there. So obviously, when it comes to startup investing, and this
0: is something we talk about all the time, there are incredible risks involved with it. Um, And we do know that a lot of these companies, especially in the early days, are going to fail. Um, But how do you kind of manage your deal sourcing? Uh, in order to try and find, you know, quality deals that you can offer to the general public?
1: Well, we see, obviously, opportunities from all over, all over the place, right? And, and we're industry agnostic, so we see them all. And uh, that then turns into, like you said, so much, so many opportunities that not necessarily all of them are great ones for investors. The thought there is to, uh, the way we do is we're building a network of experts that are reviewing those opportunities, that are looking at them as they come up. So uh, for example, um, we have a, a campaign on our platform right now, Baby Barista, that is in the um, tech space, but technology hardware for uh, a baby product, it's a Keurig basically for, um, for baby formula, right? You can press mm-hmm. a button on your phone and th- while, while you're walking to your machine, it produces the bottle for you at the temperature that you want, right? and and what we did is, okay, oh, that sounds fascinating. It sounds interesting. Well, how about we find some people that were are in the baby world day in, day out for the last decade plus, right? Yeah. And so that's what we do. We find those experts. We found somebody from light We found somebody else from Similac and said, hey, what do you all think about this industry? What do you think about what's happening in this space? And they lend their insights uh, and share those insights with our community of investors and, and people who are interested in learning more. And then that uh, so that helps to further educate people on the opportunities that are on the platform and enables them to, de- you know, better decide how they would want to invest in those companies. So do you plan to have a bit
0: more of a curated experience than uh, you may experience on a platform where, you know, they're listing at any one time 100, 200 startups available for investment?
1: So we do. Uh, we do plan to have, you know, more curated kind of uh, vetted uh, opportunities that we've looked at that we think are winners Uh, we do however also we are however seeing great deal flow from the accredited investor networks that we've already have and also our not accredited networks that are starting to push the opportunities to us and tell tell startups all across the world hey um, you know, you can go to Fundify and you can raise money here. So we're seeing startups that have substantial revenue already and um, that are looking to raise additional capital. Some startups have raised 10, $20 million and looking to raise more money. And those are opportunities that now there's a clearly something, they're already building something, they've been able to have some traction, and they're looking for ways to uh, to leverage that, right, to raise some additional capital, but also get uh, those investors that are also become customers right and understand that so we um, yeah so we are vetting the the startup opportunities but we are also trying to offer a diverse selection of them so we do think that we could eventually have lots of uh, lots of opportunities on our platform that are all vetted and seeing good traction from there
0: so if i'm a founder one of the things that you know we often see with younger platforms is building that investor base is challenging. Um, so I'm curious to hear what you've done to kind of build your investor base to date and what are the steps you're taking to continue to grow that
1: in order to really help not only list these companies, but get them funded. Right. Um, well, I think that's the, you know that's certainly part of our plan. We're just getting started ourselves. We're relatively new. We're excited. But just like we did with art.com, where we leverage the opportunities that were in the market what we're doing every day here we're looking for ways to leverage the different uh things the different laws that are coming out um the different regulations that we can how can we um create an environment where the best startups do raise the capital that they need right and that they're looking for and and there's all kinds of different ways to do that certainly there's marketing involved but there's also you know startup we're looking for startups that also have um their own ways of going about leveraging their community because they may have been spending the last year or two or more already talking about their business. And what we bring is the technology solution to help them now monetize all those people that said, ooh, that's an interesting idea. Okay, well now you can put in front of them an opportunity where they can click a button and invest. We take care of, of course, all the compliance issues around that but allowing the startups to uh, to make that happen. Now, of course, we again, we have our own marketing techniques that we're going after, and we're looking to learn as we continue to grow how to make that better, how to work with all the different avenues and angel networks or accelerators and incubators. How can we build that network to help, again, the best startups raise the capital that they need?
0: No, that certainly makes sense. Uh, in terms of you know, where you're sourcing this deal flow from. It sounds like you're having a really good time of it and that there's a lot of deal flow coming. Where are you finding it? How have you built out these channels?
1: Well, some of it's organic, uh, just coming from, I was already seeing um, dozens of opportunities every month, uh, Mm. just naturally myself. Um, But really it's become way larger than that at this point where our network, I, I think what happens is, if you satisfy customers, whether whether your customer be the investor or the startup, in this case, we have a marketplace, so you have both sides of that. The idea, if they're extremely happy with what's going on, they're going to tell others. They're going to tell their friends. They're going to tell their buddies. They're going to share it. Um, and that turns into a really positive experience. And we're seeing that. We're seeing startups just you know regularly are sharing with other startups. Investors are starting to share with other investors saying, hey, did you see this? I'm really interested. And then they're more likely to open the next email, follow up on the next you know situation, because they're seeing things that they, uh, and they're getting a, an experience that they don't get in other places. So that's the way we're doing it. We do have a really solid deal flow. We've got, uh, we've got 10 offerings on our platform now for the live offerings, six that are in what we call preview stage, but they're test the water stage. Uh, and they're going to be you know they're working towards getting an offering live here in the coming month, and and uh, in the coming month or two, we should launch another twenty or so. And wow. so we're um, you know we're heavily pushing on this, and and uh, and we're seeing great great opportunities uh, come through the pipeline. And so uh, again, always trying to keep the deal flow quality really high, so that um, so that the investors that come on can see great. Startups that they can put their capital to work and hopefully see great returns in the longer longer terms.
0: Very cool. I I did see that you you created some uh, or you've gone out of your way, I think, to try and make the investment process for investors as frictionless as possible. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the technology that you created? I think it's called a a one-click technology.
1: Yeah. So we uh, we own the trademark for one-click invest and the ability there and, and we're building all that out now. And then we have some of it has been already built, but it's it essentially the idea is kind of like Amazon's one click buy, if you're buying something on Amazon, great, you can do it really, really fast. And we all know that now. Uh, well, when you're investing in opportunities, once you get the bulk of your information put in as an investor, wouldn't it be great to just click a button and have the opportunity to hit you, whether it's on your phone or on your you know, um, laptop or whatever device you're using. Um, let that be a seamless process so that really you're just thinking about whether you want to make this happen or not and we're building that experience always with the idea of building a seamless uh, process an incredible ui ux i mean that's something that we have a lot of experience in doing in the past right mm-hmm. with art and satisfying many customers and it's no different in this case It's just a different product and a different way of going about it but ultimately we're built, you know, we need to satisfy the customer needs and we need, nobody wants an experience that takes three times as long as it should. It's just frustrating, right? And, and you're not going to really come back to something like that if that's the experience you have over and over. So yeah, we are maniacal essentially around that and making sure that that the experience is phenomenal. It's a good one. And, and that means for the startups as well, having great experiences that, you know, for their onboarding and as, as they get ready, uh, filing their regulatory forms and and going through compliance checks and all that has to be done, you know, prior to their offerings going live. We want to make that the best experience for them as well, um, helping them, you know, think through uh, by providing more information to them so that they can make the best decisions on, you know, what their funding round should look like, how much capital should they raise. These are things they need to make the decisions on, but there is information that's out there publicly that we can help to uh, educate uh, the founders about and their teams and and help to make it a better experience for everybody.
0: Makes a ton of sense to create something that resembles the e-commerce experience. I think people have uh, become very used to utilizing tools that make it really, really easy to shop online. And if you make this process unwieldy, uh, certainly I think you, you risk losing investors. Uh, that would otherwise come in. So I, I think it's a, a wonderful technology, very, very cool to see implemented. Um, so good on you all for that. I'm curious, do you hear from founders that are coming on your platform, you know, regulation crowdfunding back in March, we see the, the investment maximums go from 1.07 million to 5 million. Um, are you seeing anything on that front? Are most companies trying to raise the full five? Is it a, a blend of, you know, different maxes that people are trying to trying to raise? What does that kind of look like?
1: It's, it is definitely a blend so we are we are definitely seeing that we're seeing it really depends where the startup is so the earlier stage startups obviously are going to have a little more difficulty perhaps and not able to raise five million dollars because they have very little traction or you know they're thinking they're got an idea on the napkin you're probably not going to raise five million dollars when you're at that stage now maybe you can raise 50 or hundred thousand and build something out from there, uh, but you have to think about those things and, and be careful about them. But we also have later stage companies. Um, uh, we have, you know, Fruit Street that's on the platform today that, uh, you know, and they're going to go live here soon. And you know, it's, this is a company that's already raised a substantial amount of money and and has real mm-hmm. revenues uh, with high growth coming in. Those are the types of things that we want to bring to our investor community so that they can get invested in some great startups and uh, and you know and then you know, investor dollars, sure. uh, we, uh, do that across the board to lots of startups that are out there. But I don't know if that answered your question. No, it, it
0: absolutely does. And right now you're doing uh, Reg CF. Uh, is there any plans on the horizon for Reg A plus, Reg D5 will succeed? What are your thoughts on that front?
1: Yeah, so we're, yes, that's correct that our current offerings are only CF right now, but yes, they're right right behind here are coming side-by-side, side, Reg D offerings, Reg D offerings, Reg A offerings. So those are all part of the pipe. Our, our mantra is to simplify startup funding. And what that means is that as startups raise capital, we want to help them uh, think through that process to make it as seamless and simple as, pro- as possible. We also want to simplify startup funding on the investor front, right? So the investors can deploy their capital. You talked about one click invest. That's just one piece of what we're building here. But we want to also offer the investors the ability to deploy their capital in in this asset class in a way that they have not been able to do before seamless uh get a broad stroke of the of the space which is the recommended way to invest where you're taking smaller pieces not all your eggs in one basket this is a you mentioned sure. already it's very uh it's a risky asset class um you know it, it also is it kind of does have the biggest rewards too if you get it right and so that's that's kind of the mix of of what, um, of course, when you're making the investment, nobody knows if that's gonna be the next unicorn, but that's the thought, right? You're hoping to get some big big returns on some of them. And the way you do that is invest in more than one, right? And and anyways, that's the way that we think about uh, making investments here. In the past, you know, three, four years ago when the CF industry
0: was kind of just taking hold, there was a lot of skepticism that we heard from founders um, where they weren't sure if they wanted to raise online and would that be a detriment to them? And those walls seem to be coming down. Um, and I, I think we're seeing it across the industry, but, um, in your experience, you know, are you finding that a lot of companies are actually really interested in this? Is that
1: skepticism kind of going down from what you're seeing? So the skepticism is definitely there. Um, it is going down, but it's still, there's, Um, There's a lot of people that don't understand it. And I think that's where the skepticism comes from. You just don't understand what's really happening. And we're not even talking about the advantages of the opportunity of raising through, whether it be reg CF, reg D or reg A. The main, the big advantages are that You now have a digital platform that you can raise the capital on. Technology is infused in order for you to leverage as a startup founder to raise more capital than you've ever been able to uh, before, because you're taking a one to many approach. You're pitching your campaign and your startup investment opportunity to many people, as opposed to having lunch with one person and hoping they write a big check. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's been the way that it's been done for decades. Um, And I think that still can happen. There's nothing wrong with that. Although if you want to maximize your time, technology is moving very quickly into a world of you can pitch kind of like what happens on a Shark Tank episode, right? four and a half million people every week watch that. And they get to see, you know, opportunities come in and that opportunity. Now that startup is now exposed to all those potential customers. Those are side benefits, even outside of what happens on the screen in front of you, where they may or may not raise the capital that they're looking for. Um, That's eventually going to happen online, too, as technology kind of evolves, as we get smarter about how to um, leverage the platforms that we have and the the communities that we build, that, that those are the things that we see happening there.
0: What does success look like for Fundify in the next, you know, three
1: years, let's say? It really comes back to what our mission is—that to, to simplify startup funding. Success for us is to bring the greatest quality startups to our investor database and to have those startups uh, raise the capital that they want as quickly as they, you know, as they can, better than, better and faster than they can in the past, while while simultaneously growing their customer basis because they've got all these individuals. Uh, investing into their offering that can end up becoming customers or advocates for, um, oh, you need a lead, or I know someone that could work for you, or all kinds of ways that you can leverage a, a larger group of people. In addition to that, success is our investor base uh, being successful in making really solid investments. Hopefully we offer over time better and better investments that they're very happy with that show great returns uh, to those investors over the longer term so that they see big exits down the road. That's of course there, as you know, there are no guarantees of things like that, but that's, that's our aim and that's what we're focused on. For those that are
0: listening, if they want to get involved and start investing on the Fundify platform, uh, what's the URL? What what steps should they take?
1: Well, it's uh, really an easy process. You just go to fundify.com and you can sign up. It's free. Uh, you join, you hear about the opportunities that are coming. You can invest with, you know, eventually you can invest once you set it all up with one click and you're looking at opportunities and you get to see, you know, what we hope to be next great uh, startups, but that have already been vetted by uh, some experts, right? Have been reviewed by these experts and and, uh, and so you get some insight into how those experts are thinking about each and every opportunity. So if you don't know about, you know, robotics as much, but you think it's pretty cool and there's some future in there, wouldn't it be great to hear some robotics experts tell you what they think about a particular industry or particular market that, uh, that a startup is in? We're working on those types of things. That's what you get by coming in. There's no obligation. You sign up and, uh, and you invest when, when and if you think there's a great opportunity there. Thanks
0: for that. You know, we also have a lot of founders listen to this as they're trying to learn about the space, um, and it's not often that we're joined by a founder who's had the type of success that you have in the past. Um, if you give one tip to, to founders kind of listening in on, uh, you know, what they should be doing in the early days of their company, what would it be?
1: Well, I would tell founders that, uh, let's see, I'll tell them one is if they want to raise capital. Um, You know, it's an arduous process. There's a lot of work that's involved, right? And and I tell them that nobody can sell that business better than they can, right? They're going to know that business better than anybody else. And if they don't know it very well, well, then there's a challenge, right? And they're going to have to learn it better and put in the time and efforts to make that happen. Fundraising is no different. They're going to have to put in time and effort into raising the funds. Now, my hope is that you know, the average fundraise doesn't take six to nine months, but maybe it could take six to, six to nine weeks, maybe. And uh, the idea is to accelerate that funding by using technology. Fundify provides the technology, the compliance resources, regulatory guide, guidance around kind of making this happen, a technology platform in order to help facilitate faster fundraising. So focus, make sure, focus on the things that only you can do as a founder, obviously work very, very hard. I mean, that's, that's, Um, that's by nature. You have to be that way. And you have to also step out on a limb. You have to leverage the networks that you've built over the years, the people that you've talked to, the people that know about, uh, what you're doing. Um, and I'll leave you with this. I'll say that, you know, for a startup, if I was talking to them, I would tell them your success, uh, it would be our success, right? Uh, we, um, we want startups to be very successful. And if they're not successful on our platform, then that doesn't help us any. And so we're we're on that, we have the same goal. Uh, we'd love to work with them and help them raise the capital that they want and you know make for a, a great success there. So that's what I would, that's kind of the first start, at least.
0: Absolutely. Raising capital is an arduous process. I can attest to that. I definitely appreciate the sentiment. Josh, thank you so much for taking the time today to be on our podcast. Uh, And as you mentioned, if you'd like to learn more about Fundify, you could go to fundify.com. I've signed up myself. It's very easy. um, So go check them
1: out and have fun. Thanks so much. And thank you for listening in today, everyone. Take care now.